0: Welcome to Intelligoji with Tracy Browder, where together we will disrupt educational normalcy. It's one of my favorite days. It is Friday Fundamentals, and I have with us Kavita Tanna. Hi, Kavita.
1: Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm doing
0: okay. Um, Kavita is with Inspire Citizens, and she does amazing work across the globe. And we've talked about that before, and, and there are we have quite a few episodes where you can search and find out more about Kavita's work with Inspire Citizens. Um, But today in Friday Fundamentals, we don't have a formalized structure for the conversation. Um, We are in the midst of COVID-19, the global pandemic. And we are also in the midst of... Racial frustration, anger, crisis um, we are dealing with in the States, uh, protesting and riots. Um, people trying to figure out ways to use their voice and express their emotions around um, several deaths of people of color, some in police custody, some with um Everyday citizens, so that that's where that's where um, that's where we are in America right now, and there've been so many emotions around that. And Kavita and I had a conversation. Kavita, was that a couple of days ago that you and I just talked, not for recording purposes, just kind of a check in?
1: Exactly. Yeah we we finally managed to reconnect over the weekend, um, and uh, I hope my intention anyway, was to hold a safe space for you to share some of your emotions, your feelings, and and really share the story around what is happening um, in America right now. Um, because I think that that's an important thing that we can do for one another during this time.
0: Absolutely. And so that that's what we did, was just kind of talk about emotions and feelings. And I've actually had, then there's a not a little bit, there's a lot of, I think, mental exhaustion for me, but it, it's a, if there ever were such a thing as a good mental exhaustion. Um, but, you know, so many people who love and care about me, my family, um, have, have been checking in and, and, you know, each conversation is heavy, um, but it's it's good in the sense that having those are you okay conversations? It, it, it serves a double purpose, really. It it helps bring awareness. And, and that the one thing I keep hearing from a lot of people is, I had no idea, you know? Um, so even in the most unfortunate of situations, and you and I have said this a lot about COVID-19, that as horrible as the virus is, as horrible as its uh, implications can be on some people's health, it has actually united educators across the globe in terms of seeking each other out, learning best practices. And so the same can be said in a sense for um, the racial crisis that we're in is it's it's inspiring people to check on people of color and and people of color or are being more open in sharing um, their personal stories connected with uh, prejudicedness and racism. So conversations are starting to happen, but they're happening on all these microscopic levels and we need them to connect and grow into a larger entity, if you will. So that that's kind of where we are. And Kavita, I guess I'll ask you this question. Um, how did you feel after our conversation? Did you have, you know, and I know you share with me, you talk to other friends too. So have you had some moments of
1: awareness of things you weren't
0: aware of uh, prior to these conversations?
1: Mm, that's a really powerful question, because as you were talking just then, um it got me thinking about this idea of awareness and and what is self-awareness and social awareness, and how there's an interplay between the two, because as you share your stories as a person of color, and the person that's contacted you hears that story, what does that do for you as a storyteller, and um, and you know I think that that's really sort of been my experience that as I as I listen to you and and some of my other friends um, about how they're experiencing this moment in time, but also their understanding of how history has played out. There's been this gentle sort of interplay of as they've been talking, they've realized something else, another layer, another nuance of of what they're saying, you know? You and I were
0: talking about right before we actually started our recording session is, um, you know, I was telling you, you, you asked how I was doing and I, you know, I told you I'm just as I mentioned a minute ago, I'm mentally exhausted. I'm, I'm tired. Um, I'm emotionally drained and it's, you know, when we sit down and we watch the news, especially the world news, um, I I sit there and I feel like I'm watching, um, what, my parents, my grandparents, my great grandparents, all of my ancestors uh, went through. And, and those are the stories that we told our children. And now our children are seeing it in real time. You know, and there's you add the layer. And you and I talked about this when I was sharing some things with you when you checked in. Um, you know, people of color, we watch the news in a different way, through different lenses. Um, You know, we have to talk to our kids about, this is why, you know, you can't have your hands in the pocket in the store. This is why you can't wear a hoodie. This is why you can't walk down the street to the convenience store or McDonald's. Or this is why you can't run in the neighborhood. And so um, they begin to start feeling trapped. And... You know, it's it's sad, it's it's frustrating, it's, it angers so many people, and um, I think a lot of people don't, and I do not condone violent rioting. If you ask me, do I understand, I have to be really honest and say I do, but I don't condone it. There, that's, it's not the way, it's not the answer um but you know when i have a friend who i can look out this window right now that i'm sitting in and look at her house and she shared with me a story about her nephew being dragged on the concrete to the point that his skin peeled off his face and they had to take off shirts and hold it to his face until they got him to the hospital um so if you ask me do i understand i have to say yes Um, not okay, not okay, but I feel like people just don't know, um, they don't know what else to do. Um, and again, that's not making excuses at all. Um, but, but so, you know, even just that little moment of transparency into a friend's story and, and for that friend's story, I promise you, I have, For every one story, there's 20 other stories that I can share. And and this is now. This is not, I'm not talking in the 1990s. I'm not talking in the 80s, the 70s, 60s. I'm talking like now. This is what people are experiencing like now. Um, And it's shocking to people who are not um, Black. And, you know, I, I... I don't know what we do about that other than keep having the conversations that we're having. Um, but what I do know, Kavita, is I'm an adult, but my children, um, they know these stories. They know what's going on now. They will go back to school when school opens in whatever form it opens in. Um, But they will be carrying all of these burdens, just like you can even hear it in my voice. You know I'm not my normal, perky, bubbly self. The kids are carrying around these same burdens. So when people who are not of color are in their bubbles and they're teaching our kids or serving lunch to our kids, and they have no idea the emotions that they're carrying around. And when they're not empathetic to that or understand that, um, that that's that's another layer of the problem. So I hope when we go back to school that that there are some conversations around awareness and how do we function in an environment where racial crisis is at its peak. And it's some of our very children that we teach. It's it's some of our very staff members that we work with or that you consult with. So um, we have to be aware of that and we have to take some steps to, to be supportive in that. Um, so as you support so many schools on a global scale, um, what are your thoughts around how you move forward supporting um, with this added layer of crisis?
1: Mm. You bring up some really important points there around the fact that when, when we feel like our emotions are something that we're carrying around with us and we're, we're weighed down by them, you know, how do we, how do we lessen the burden for ourselves? And how can others support us to lessen the burden also? And, uh, you know, I really think that the way that we relate to one another as human beings um, is through the fundamental fact that, you know, we are, social emotional beings you know that we are we have these emotions and we rely on one another but the way that we communicate with one another is through language and um that's why I've been sort of known to say uh, many times that every human's fundamental need is to be seen to be heard and to feel that their story is valued and in our work um you know, with, with different schools, we place a lot of emphasis on social emotional well-being to the point where we encourage schools to create their sort of self-assessment tools. So I can statements, for example, through the lens of, you know, I can do whatever in order to be happy in order to be, you know, like sort of at the, you know, sort of kindergarten level, in order to be fulfilled in some way, in order to be able to go through my life in a state of gratitude, whatever positive emotion that means that they need to have, whether that's self-awareness, whether that's um, relationship skills, you know, whatever it is, but guiding them through that in a way that is done by asking them what they care about, You tell me, what what is it in this world that you care about? Is it that you care about your family above all else? Is it that you care about um, an animal or a certain particular activity that you're interested in? What is it that you care about? And for a lot of students, I'm finding when they get older, it's like a shock. Why are you asking me that? I'm at school, I don't get asked that question. You know, <laughs> you're supposed to tell me, <laughs> you know, um, you're supposed to just tell me what I need to know. And um, actually, I think that this is one of the ways that we're going to be able to support these students, you know, that are standing, as you say, witness to these events um, that unfortunately have escalated into violence. And, you know, as you said, I will also say, Although I understand, it's, you know, I don't condone it, but I I understand. And, um, and, you know, to be able to move from asking someone what they care about, but then on top of that, moving on to actually asking them, well, sh- tell me some more about that. Tell me your story around that. Having a toolkit of knowing how to follow up and ask really good quality follow-up questions, um, I think is really gonna support all students because we're all standing witness to this and you know we all need that support. But I guess I do wanna go back to what we sort of started talking about earlier and that is the experience that the students are having at home and how you shared that you know there's certain conversations that you feel that you must have with your children at home and how perhaps there's other people that don't feel that impetus to have that conversation with their children at home whether it's because they're not people of colour or whether it's because they're just not sure how to approach it as a person of colour but I really hope that this time of COVID and shutdown and people being at home together is going to provide the optimal sort of circumstances, the optimal um, environment for more of these conversations to happen in a way that's gonna support our students, support our youth, support our young learners in a way that maybe they wouldn't have had if the world was operating on, in its normal, you know, old normal way. Because mum and dad would have had to go to work and they would have been away from them. And they might not have had the headspace to give that support to the children. So this is my hope, really.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned kind of referring back to something that I had said. Um, Moments ago that, you know, when we do go into the school setting and students have spent the evening with their family, students of color, um, talking through a tragedy that they see on the news and, and kind of reminding their children about the rules, the secret code, I often say. Um, And then they wake up and they go to school and nobody sees them. And what I mean by that is if nobody else in the building has watched the news um, or if they did, you know, they don't realize how much it affects or impacts students of color. And so nobody's having conversations with them and, 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 you know, there's another issue that we don't, we won't discuss here, but there's there's the issue of um, black male students historically have the higher um, office referral rates, in-school suspension rates, and out-of-school suspension rates. Their numbers are higher. So when our black males walk into school, sometimes there is a consistently punitive relationship. And so they go through their school day, school week, school month and school year. And nobody ever acknowledges all of these very real burdens and separate rules that these kids have to follow. And that's a problem. So, you know, I, I, my hope is that as we go into this school year, even if it is a blended school year or if it starts out 100% virtually, we still have to let kids know that we see them. And, you know, I think conversations have to happen at the district level, at the province level, at the state level, and then all the way down to from the principal of the building um, to the teacher and the student relationship, to the teacher, student, and parent relationship. We have to see each individual child. We have to have that desire and that passion to want to connect, to want to peel back some layers, to want to become intimate and and be truly together. And the way you become together is by understanding each other. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, I know you have a daunting task ahead of you <laughs> with the schools you serve, because I recall when I was doing your introduction that Inspire Citizens has served over 50,000 students, so you have a lot of work ahead of you, um, and has the organization itself, Inspire Citizens, have have you guys had conversations Um and do you think your conversations will help impact the schools you serve?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we we definitely spoke um, to all of the things that are happening in the United States, um, particularly because one of my colleagues is there right now. He's in Chicago, um, and he's watching, you know, everything that's happening. And I guess you know the only thing that's keeping him grounded at the moment is to know that the work that we do has always, always been looking at issues of diversity, equity, justice. It's always been encouraging people to engage in meaningful conversations in, you know, with the sort of purpose of building relationships, perspective taking, storytelling, But most importantly, what you just said, which is to have that deeper level of understanding of one another and to know someone on a level that is deeper than just, you know, student to student or student to teacher, but actually as human beings, actually Mm -hmm. to really understand the whole person Culturally, you know, in terms of ethnicity, race, whatever it is, also thinking about where, you know, where are they from geographically, um, you know, to dig deeper into the history and the stories, especially when we've looked at students working within their communities and, and the intergenerational gaps that exist um, and then touching on things like the economic disparities and the differences in lifestyle choices um and really you know as i say all of this is done in the context of what's happened in the past and what's happening in the present but also what are our aspirations for the future because um, you know i mentioned earlier that we ask the students what they care about and you know we really sort of hope to encourage them to think about that in a forward-thinking way and then what I just described is around, you know, being aware. Um, and those are the first two stages, if, if you want to call them the first two, because we, you know, it's a circle, so you could start anywhere. But, um, you know, we have an empathy to impact project design cycle. And uh, care and aware are two elements of that. And I think that one of the things that's really interesting as we're talking is that When we think about the other two parts of the empathy to impact cycle, we talk about what are you able to do and what is the impact that you want to have? And the more I'm sort of engaging in this conversation with you and and then contextualising some of the other conversations that I've had with others, the more I'm driven to hope that part of the conversations that we're having is around what is it that we want our students to be able to do? What knowledge, what skills, what strategies, what processes do we want to equip them with for the world that we live in today and the unknown future? Because one of my concerns that has been part of my learning process is where I had a choice to study, you know, whatever I wanted to in history class. And, and I happened to have chosen doing a comparison between the work of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. So, you know, that was sort of my limited experience, if you like, of, of, um, you know, sort of that stage, that part of history. Um, but, uh, but it doesn't seem to be universal and and that means then that you know a, a big parts of history big you know like important stories of his you know historical stories are not being brought into the classroom being discussed being having the light shed on them having them you know like the analyzed to the extent that we can learn the lessons in which to move forward you know um, and so that to me is becoming more and more of a concern to me that when are we when are we really going to start having those conversations about what is it that we're bringing into the classroom? I really hope that we don't go back to just teaching the old curriculum. Um, and, you know,
0: I, I will say, Kavita, we can't. And um, we can't. And I... I Think it's as I want to say as simple as that, but <laughs> you know, um, with COVID nineteen, I even said with COVID nineteen, there is no way we can go back to pencil paper textbook. We have come too far in just this short amount of time, with all teachers doing some things that they probably never thought they would. Um, you know, especially when you think of veteran teachers who may not be as technologically savvy, um, and now everybody, whether you're technologically savvy or not, you're, you're, you're teaching with technology 100%. So we can't go back to the way we were, um, because of that. And then we, we can't go back to little bubbles, um, that some of us were living in because, um so many of our children so many of our staff members are daily being affected by now a uh, racial crisis of epic proportion so we can't act like it's not a thing we can't you know not embrace and have some awareness and have some conversation and function differently so I think that's incumbent upon all of us to um, start having some discussions and,
1: and and making some plans to just be better. I agree, and I think um, there's some really like very active organizations that have been doing this work for quite some time, you know, us included. But you know, there are there are actually organizations out there that have sets of standards. To do that speak directly to identity diversity social justice equity and they do it in a way that really brings a focus on teaching and learning being sort of it's a, it's a more around you know who are you like what is your being rather than your doing so you know how do you want to show up in the world Identity what do you understand about differences in the world diversity what do you understand about equality you know equity issues what do you understand about how we you know where you where you want to take a stand on things you know with respect to social justice and so you know there's really there i feel sometimes that you know we're in a world where there's very little that needs to be created. What needs to be happening now is people need to be making, you know, connecting the dots. So finding out what's out there, but then connecting those things together. And as you said, that needs to happen in schools between educators. You know, we can't have educators just sort of doing their own thing in their own classrooms anymore. The interconnectedness has become more real during this time of COVID-19. and. Um, you know during this crisis that we're in now but also I hope that the interconnectedness between parents educators and our children the youth continues in a positive way where it is positive or becomes positive where it's not quite got there yet Um, because I really I really strongly feel that, that as human beings we've never been more connected we might be being physically distant but the connectedness is real. And then it's just a case of whether we're choosing to opt in or opt out. And it's, it's personal choice. It's free will. But I'm seeing more and more people choosing to connect rather than stay in a moment of isolation. So, so let's build on that. Let's build on those positive experiences somehow.
0: Absolutely. And what a perfect way to... Um... our conversation to a close is let's build on that Um, and i think all the things you and i shared um, are are the beginnings of building blocks to awareness acknowledgement uh, empathy and understanding and all of that together leads to positive change so Kavita, thank you once again for being with me at Intelligogy, the podcast for Friday Fundamentals. Before I close out, Kavita, would you like to tell our
1: listeners how they can connect with you? <laughs> Definitely. So I'm on Twitter um, and my Twitter handle is at Kavita Tanner. Um, the website for Inspire Citizens is inspirecitizens.org. And if you'd prefer to email, then You can contact me on Kavita at InspireCitizens.org. Thank
0: you, Kavita, and thank you for your time. It is always a pleasure um, and a sense of peace talking to you. So friends, our time has come to a close. We'd like to thank you for joining us at Intelligogy, the podcast, Friday Fundamentals with Kavita Tana, where together we are disrupting educational normalcy. Until next time. Thank you, Kavita.
1: Thank you.